Hey, Business Building Warrior, it's your friend Jim, and today we've got a guest on the show. It's Mr. Richard Finneman. He's going to join me in just a moment. I've just finished interviewing this guy, and he makes it all so simple. He has broken it down. He's only been doing the model that we teach for selling on Amazon to, to all new sellers. The model we use is called Replens, but he's only been doing it since around Christmas, and we're in February of the following year, so just a couple months in here, right? In January, his first full month, he sold $20,000. He's into a very healthy month again here in February. It's very much a part-time thing for him. His other business, you're going to love this, guys. He sells live worms online. Not even on Amazon, just has his own website and he's doing his thing, but he's less and less excited about that because that business doesn't allow him to travel. Replen's business, he has a vision that he's going to hop in an RV with his wife and be able to travel and see the parts of the world they want to see uh, around the United States and take their business with them. It's easily done. He knows how to go into any store and walk out with $100 bills. And those are repeat sellable products. Like you've been hearing us talk about over and over again lately on this show, Replen's are products that you can easily source off of any store shelf or online doesn't matter where you live in the world because you can use a prep partner, which we don't talk a lot about today, but we have some great episodes coming up where I just saw a testimonial yesterday in our community, a gentleman from the UK, I think he'd hit a $100,000 month and I don't remember his margins, but they were healthy, very healthy. And he never sees or touches this product. He uses a US-based prep partner to send all his products in. So he's shopping online, having his products sent to a prep partner, the prep partner sends it to Amazon guy in the UK gets the nice big fat checks. This is all replen seller model stuff. You don't have to be pinned down to one location to do this. You can do it from anywhere. And today's yet another great success story. He shares his numbers. He shares his strategies. He shares a very specific way that he can jump on Amazon anytime. He said here just about six weeks or so ago, a couple months ago, he jumped on and found 150 profitable replens in one day. And that was his first day after taking our course, which took him, I think he said two or three days to get through our course. He went all the way through it, the replens course. Not the full proven Amazon course, just the one module, the replens module, which is one of many great modules in the proven Amazon course. But he went through the replens, jumped in, found 150 profitable products. And so far I asked him, I said, have you had any of them that are losers that are just not working for you? He said, nope, every single one of them is making me a profit. Just got to buy enough to keep my inventory up and send them in. Cool business model. So you're going to enjoy hanging out with Richard and I today. As a reminder, if you need a coach, we're here for you. If you just want to buy the best course that steps you through this, we got the link right below this video for that too. If you're not a part of our community yet in our Facebook group, that's free. So you can meet hundreds of other people like Richard who are using this exact business model right now to grow amazing businesses. And this podcast, thanks for listening to it. Spread the word. We certainly appreciate it. Give us a thumbs up or a heart or a like wherever you're seeing this, subscribe. And as a little reminder too, one last thing before I bring Richard on, if you aren't getting updates on your smartphone when we have new podcast episodes, you could be and you should be. If you go to silentgym.com slash updates, there's instructions on how to download the free app called Telegram and join our update list. So when we have new podcast episodes, we can alert you that, hey, there's a new one out. So you don't miss any because a lot of them show up as audio only. They're not here on YouTube if you're watching this on YouTube today. And if you're listening, hey, thanks for being a listen-only consumer of this podcast. That's how most people get this show is on one of the popular podcast platforms. Thanks for hanging out with us regardless. So let's get Richard on the line now. You're going to love this guy. He's very matter of fact. Uh, he almost makes it sound like it's boring and easy because it kind of is easy and making money serving customers well is never boring, but there's no moment where you're going to get up and jump up and down and excited because it's just straightforward, simple stuff. The only question is, hey, you ready to do the work? If you are, this stuff works. All right. God bless you, business building warrior. I'm going to get Richard on the line right now. So Richard, welcome to the show. Hi, hi Jim. Nice to be here. It's great to have you too. Hey, uh, let's jump right into your story, man. I'm excited to hear more about your journey. Okay. Well, I kind of got started by accident. I got retired in 2015 at the ripe old age of 58. My uh, company got bought out by a 
another company and, and they gave us one week's notice and fired us all. So uh, I worked for them for 28 years and all of a sudden I'm out on the street and uh, really didn't have much desire to go work for somebody again. So uh, I looked into starting my own business. And uh, in 2016, I started Iowa Worm Composting, which is a worm composting business. And it's mostly done online. I sell composting worms and worm bins and, and that sort of thing. So you're selling live worms over the internet? Yes. Yes, I ship them all over the country. That's phenomenal. Not on yeah, Amazon, I'm guessing. No, I no, I don't do Amazon because uh, Uncle Jim's kind of has has that taken up. He's another worm seller. And, oh, I got you. And, and I could, you know, I never have tried it. And I know a lot of people sell them on eBay too, but I just sell them through my website. Seems <laughs> to keep me busy. So that is interesting. So this is on your property. Then you raise them. Yes. I had no and, idea. and I also I also have to order some in at times like this last year with the COVID pandemic, there was like a huge run on composting worms. I think everybody was trying to get back to nature and garden oh, and okay. stuff. And and red worms are pretty well sold out nationwide. There was a wow. huge run on them. So when you say <laughs> composting worms, I grew up on a farm, so I know what a compost pile is. I don't remember us ever talking compost worms, though. What did, what do we got going on there? Just educate me a little well, bit. Composting worms, they're worms that live in above-ground litter. You like, a lot of people call them newer worms. You'll find them like in a newer pile if, if you're sure. on a farm or something. And they do really well in captivity, not like Canadian nightcrawlers, which are the kind you pick up off the ground at night, if, if you've ever done that. But these worms do well in captivity, and they eat uh, food scraps. And so like your old lettuce, banana peels, that sort of thing, they thrive on that. So people can raise them in captivity indoors or outdoors and uh, feed them their food scraps, which a lot of people like because it diverts waste from the landfill. And uh, the castings are great for the garden. They're great fertilizer for the garden. Gotcha. Yeah, because that's what we used our compost pile for was fertilizer in the spring. And, you know, we'd spread it out. But we probably had some worms in there. I was too young to remember, I guess. (laughs) But I got a little uh, biology lesson about uh, composting worms today. That's interesting. I love it. It, So if you don't mind me asking, like, what size business is that? Oh, it's not quite six figures yet, but we're getting close in sales a year. Um, This last year did about 80,000. Gotcha. And it's growing. It's getting bigger every year. Right. Is it seasonal? Uh, Does it have its strong, like is things pick up in the spring kind of thing or? Yes, definitely seasonal. Okay. Spring and summer are the biggest seasons with spring being the biggest, just crazy busy in the spring. Gotcha. That makes sense. But, but I find as my website traffic has been picking up, that it's getting more year round, still busier in the spring, obviously, and, and still seasonal, but, but I'm making sales year round pretty well. Understood. You know, I, and I don't want to launch too far into coaching mode. And, and, you know, this podcast typically is, well, typically lately we've been talking about Amazon because that's where all this exciting opportunity is for anyone. Uh, but on your business model, a couple of things, maybe we can talk offline later or just spend another minute or two on it because I think there's some good info in here for everybody. But when I hear of a guy who's in a niche like you are, my mind goes a couple of places. One of them is, are you growing an audience? And are you asking that audience, how else can I serve you? Things like, Here's how you could do it on your own. If you want to get into the worm business, I've got a, I've got a kit. I've got a program I can sell you. I can coach you. I can help you with that. If you want to harvest your own, sell them locally. Um, or a Facebook group. This sounds like a perfect Facebook group. Do you have a Facebook there, group? There are a lot of Facebook groups for, for the worm sellers and, and, and people. I, I'm a member of several of them, actually. Yeah. Well, I think as a guy who's doing close to six figures in this business, I'm, I'm assuming that's one of the bigger players in this arena. I know there's bigger guys out there. I'm sure there always is, but uh, you know, you're big enough to have some credibility. Maybe you need to have your own group and have your own process and own unique advantages to being part of what it is that you've got going on just as brainstorming. But the next mm-hmm. level for any business typically is how do I become more of a leader in this space where I'm growing in competency? Uh-huh. How do I contribute? So something to think about, but sure. Certainly not the point of the show today. Uh, that's just part of your history, but I want to continue. We kind of got diverted by worms there for a second. And I think it's fascinating. I could probably do a half hour with you on that because again, I'm a farm boy. I have about six more questions I'd like to ask, but I don't want to lose the listeners. So let's get back into 
your story, uh, pick it up from there. So you're making some, you, you got laid off, you're making some decent money with your worm business now and it's going okay. But- well, I'm not, I'm not making decent money with the worm business at the time. I was just starting my website. I built my own website. I got you. And, and I had zero traffic. And, and so I'm doing a lot of upfront work at the beginning and not making any money. So I was, I was looking for something to generate a little bit of extra revenue and I don't think that I, I found the pack course when I started Amazon. I, I got actually got started on Amazon, and I believe it. I it was probably from some YouTube videos I watched that actually got me started on Amazon. But I started selling books, used okay. books on Amazon, and my wife would help me. We'd go to the library, book sales, and and that type of stuff, and and thrift stores, all that, and. The first year we sold like 60,000 in books and we were making money, but we weren't making great money, but it was generating, you know, a little bit of money to, to help us get by. My wife was working the whole time. So, you know, we weren't destitute or anything, but, but just trying to generate some revenue till the worm business started picking up. Then Amazon made some changes with their shipping and, and books just seemed like they got so competitive. I mean, I could sell books, but it was like, I wasn't making much money. Yeah, and storage yeah. fees changed. Yeah, you, you take know, up a lot of space. They're heavy. Yeah, and I always joke to my wife. It's like uh, Amazon's changed it now to where you go out and find books and ship them in, and and we'll sell them for you and keep all the money. That was that was kind of <laughs> that's kind of the, was the joke in the bookseller community. Is like, yeah, you you can find the inventory and you can sell it, but you're not going to make much when it's all yeah. said and done. So so. In in that whole course of selling the books and stuff, somewhere I signed up for the pack course, and I don't exactly remember when. Okay. And uh, I remember doing took the private label course with Ryan Rieger, I believe, mm-hmm. and 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 Jenny. Uh, just you know, probably five or six other courses, and I just couldn't find anything that really resonated with me that that you know I thought would work with with the time that I had and. I'm probably not your prototypical pack student, you know, that I kind of have this other business that I mostly focus, focus on. And, sure. and I kind of do Amazon as a sideline type thing. And uh, the worm business started picking up and I got really busy with that. And, and it was taking up more of my time, but, but I had a couple of wholesale products that was kind of an offshoot of my worm business that I have listed on Amazon and they're seasonal. Uh, kind of like the rest of my business, but spring and summer and fall, they do really well and winter's really slow. But this spring, you know, when, when we had, when the COVID pandemic hit and Amazon went crazy, I was, I was selling these wholesale products, like, you know, a couple thousand a month and, and actually run out of product. And I went to ship some in and I couldn't because Amazon said they weren't essential. You remember that deal with Amazon and, so when they fi- when that finally broke loose, I shipped a whole bunch of product in, and of course then then it slowed down into the seasonal thing, and and so I had a bunch of this this product in, and had to pay fourth quarter storage and all that stuff, which I normally don't do, and my thought was, you know, the wholesale product kind of pays the bills, you know, as far as the Amazon fees and inventory lab and, and all that, but I really wasn't making a whole lot of money on it. I thought it'd be nice to add some product to that so it could actually generate some revenue. And I've been seeing the replens thing coming through my regular Facebook feed. And it just kind of got my curiosity up like, like, what is that? You okay. Know? So this we're talking about a year or so ago now at this point, correct? Uh no, December. Oh, actually, this is uh, just last year. Three months ago. Yeah. Okay. So I actually had to call customer support because I'd forgot all my pack login information. I hadn't been on there in years. Right. And uh, they sent me my uh, password and everything. And I got logged onto the site and I found Jimmy Smith's replans course right. on, on the pack site. And I blew through it like in two days. I just just watched all the videos up to about the $100,000 level. I thought, well, that'd get me going, you know. So. But a couple of the things that they talked about really made sense to me. And and I'd been searching for product and had gotten kind of discouraged because I, I was just doing it all wrong. I was looking for name brands and stuff and it seemed like Amazon was on everything. And, and I just, just wasn't finding a profitable product. 
But when they mentioned uh, using big box store private label brands, it just like light bulb went off. And uh, you know, Amazon won't be on those. And and I started looking, and I sat down at the PC for about three days, and and I just put in a big box store. I pulled the Amazon site up, and I have RevSeller on Amazon, and I just typed the big box store private label brand into the search bar on Amazon and seen what come up. I, nothing else, just like just the private label brand. That is and, a that is a money tip, and for the listeners who just heard what Richard said. That's extremely valuable what he just said. And you don't even have to be logged into your own seller account. We're talking Amazon.com, not even logged in on any yeah. computer or smartphone. You're going to get different results on a PC versus a smartphone using Amazon. And you just type in a brand. In this case, you were typing in the big box brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like each one, you know, Sam's Club, Walmart, Target, these guys all have their own Myers and all these yeah. other stores. They all have their own brand of products, Kroger. And exactly. if you just start searching through what they've got, the, yeah, just, just the brand name, don't put anything after it, just the brand, and start scrolling page two, page five, page 10, page 15. Exactly. You're going to see stuff jump off the page, aren't you? Yep. Yeah. And I, I'd see products come up and, and I'd, I'd go to the store website. And, and of course, I only use stores that have their own website for, for my lazy kind of product search. Uh, you know, I don't want to actually have to go to the store to do it. And uh, I just see what come up, and I had rough seller, you know, so I could I could tell if it was going to be profitable or, or not. And and it's amazing, most of them are profitable if they're on Amazon, they're profitable because everybody's buying them the same way. You know, they're not getting them from wholesalers. You know, That's right. they're buying them from these stores, and uh, most of them are profitable. You know, obviously some are better than others, but that's how I started. And in three days, I found like 150 products. <laughs> Three days, yeah. 150 ASINs, yes. right? Yes. It's a more specific than saying product because a product may be listed on 5, 10, 15 different ASINs, different right. bundles, three-pack, 12-pack, same product. Right, exactly. ASINs, not yeah, different that, ASINs, and, which is a unique identifier for each Amazon listing that you encounter. And you'll even see sometimes there's products we have where there's three different versions of a six-pack. And we're on yes. all three of them. It's the same yeah. six pack of the same product, but three different Amazon listings. Yeah, and that's a that's a good point because uh yeah, I shouldn't say product, I should say ASINs because a lot of times you'll find something and you'll get five or six or, or seven replans out of the same product just by by bundling it, variety, different variety packs, poly yeah. packs. And you know what that's happens sorry. to us a lot, Richard, is we'll have a shopper out there. Sometimes it's me, sometimes it's one of our other shoppers, and they'll grab the wrong thing. Like, hey, we're well, supposed to get the 15-ounce version of this, and we got the 12-ounce version of these cans. And we got 20 of them. Well, what are we going to do with that? Well, let's see if it's a replan. And <laughs> over half the time, it is. <laughs> like, whoa, yeah. that's a great replan. Let's test this as three packs against this ASIN. Right? I mean, this stuff is just literally everywhere. And I love the point that you just made, too. You made it kind of subtly. I don't want to breeze past it. But you said, if it's on there and it's selling, it's profitable for somebody. Why not you? Most sellers on Amazon aren't getting their advantages by buying low. That's yeah, not that's really, true. The, the, you don't have to get out there and get all, you know, now I'm all about signing up for the store reward program. And if, if they've got a discount card, 5% or 10% of every, whatever, how many dollars you spend there, you know, I'm getting like a dollar or two off every gallon of gas I buy because I'm spending so much at all these stores, right? With our accounts. But it's not about finding the low price. Some people get stuck there. We're talking that, full, that, That's true. Of course, all the money you can save, you know, when you purchase it is, is profit. Yeah. You know? but, so it's, but, it, there's no harm done in saving, for yeah, sure. But just, just straight up, most of the stuff is profitable. If it's yeah. on Amazon Retail. and it's a private label brand, it's profitable. Yeah. Some, yep. It, it's exactly right. It's, it's the exception, not the norm for these products, especially these big box brands are these... I call it like a B-level brand, and I can kind of recognize them in the store now. But although I'd say a good 20% of the replens we sell are brands that if I named them right now, everybody was like, yeah, I've seen a commercial for that product before on major network mm-hmm. TV, right? I mean, that stuff's selling too. Yes. Yeah, it's not the most popular single listing, 
that's where Amazon's probably in there and they bought 50,000 units of that product and they're selling it at a loss. Right? You don't go in there and try to sell the single jar of green beans is the example I give. No one's making any money selling a single can of green beans, but it's a five pack, the 12 pack, the bundle, three of this green bean and three of that different, you know, kind of whatever that goes with it. That's where the money is. And they're everywhere once you know how to yeah, see them. Aren't they, they are. They are when you, when you know how to look. Yep. So you found 150, is that what you said? In, yes, in three days. In three days? How many, and, and that's just been you know, a short time ago. So have, you, have you gone out and bought second and Second week all of those? December. That was December. Have you sold on most of or many of those at this point? I have, as of today, I looked, I had 137 offers. I have not bought them all yet. I haven't right. got to them. Getting out there and getting them all. Hiring and, a shopper, right? That's, that's yeah, and not only that, but but I've got about two hundred and fifty now, and oh, additional. And I've only got the half of them. I got you. Okay. So I have I have a spreadsheet that I keep them on, and I have two hundred and fifty on my spreadsheet, but I only have one hundred and forty in roughly. Yeah, I'm with so you. There's a hundred that I haven't even bought yet. Yeah, but you know they're profitable based on yeah, the price that you see I, on the I website. I just have, haven't been able to get to them the velocity that you're seeing and the only tools you're using at, we we ran past rev seller real quick and we haven't mentioned that on the show in a while it's one of our favorite tools the best price you'll find anywhere for this tool is at provenamazoncourse.com slash rev seller r-e-v-s-e-l-l-e-r it'll be in the show notes at silentgym.com we will have a link for it but what that tool my a couple of my favorite features are it tells you instantly on the screen if you're just scrolling around on Amazon looking at different products, it tells you if they're profitable or not. If you tell it your buy price, it'll tell you, hey, here's your ROI. Here's what you're going to make because we know the dimensions of this product. We know how much it weighs. We know about what fees you're going to pay to get this thing sent in and what fees Amazon's going to charge you. So for this three-pack of green beans, you're going to make about $12 if you had them for free. Well, you got to pay three bucks for it. So you're going to make about nine bucks. On this three pack, yeah, it tells you right Kiba. there on the screen. You put in your buy price, it tells you what you're going to make. I'm using Keepa and Rev Seller. That's all I use. That's all you need for my online. Yep. And Keepa appears right on the page as well. And it tells you how many drops you're getting a month. And you're probably learning, Richard, as we all do, that it Keepa's conservative. So you can safely multiply whatever it's predicting by, you know, two to five times. One of our best products, it's Keepa tells us we're going to sell it about 11, 10, 11 times a month. And we sell it about 50 or 60. We're the only seller on there. Right? Oh, really? Yeah. So you can, you can I'm safely not quite double that triple. To Keepa. Yeah. You can safely double or triple. But, and, but Keepa's doing its job. It's not that Keepa's broke. But, you know, if you think about it, it's visiting every ASIN on Amazon, maybe twice a day. And while it's gone and, and it comes back, let's say that the product rank has dropped. All, it, all we know for sure is, at least one sale happened, but it could have been five sales that happened. I see. On that ASIN, right? You just, you know, at least one sale happened when the rank yeah. improves or drops towards the top of the chart. You know, it's well, a, it's something's a, going on because every time I send product in, it disappears. <laughs> it sells, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. It, it shopping from home. Selling. Yeah. yeah and, you, and we're that's we're why, still playing catch up from COVID with all the people who have these yeah. new shopping habits. That's why I have all these refunds I haven't got to because I can't keep anything in stock that I have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Stuff just flies. Yeah. Yeah. We're, um, uh, I mean, we, we're at the point, I think we'll, we will soon have five shoppers is what we're going to need just to keep up with. My goal is to have 70% of our ASINs actually loaded <laughs> at any given time. It's hard to get more than that. Oh, I know. I, I can't even keep up and I don't hardly have any product. Yeah, Exactly. So give me some numbers. I mean, it's just been December. So here we are yeah. in February 2021, my, three months later. My first product come up for sale on December 19th of last year. And I sold $1,800 in December 2020. And then in January, I, making shipments this whole time, uh, I sold a little over 20000 in January. Wow. But I was sending product. You know, not huge shipments, maybe 300 units, you know, two, three times a week and 99% grocery. Okay. You doing all the packing yourself, prepping? Yeah. Yeah. You're not afraid to get your hands dirty, literally. Oh, you no. Play with, you play with worms for I a little I sell worms. <laughs> <laughs> you get your hands dirty. 
That's awesome. So is the business primarily you? you? You mentioned your wife's involvement. My wife's been working a lot of overtime and, and she's more than willing to help, but she's been tired. So it's yeah. pretty much been on me. So, so um, you're, let's say to be, to be fair, but she's going to retire in August. So yeah, okay. we were kind of looking for something that we can maybe do in retirement. You know, like I said, we're probably not your prototypical PAC student. You know, we're, we're just looking for something to generate a little extra income. We like mm-hmm. to travel a little bit and this can travel with us. Absolutely. It can travel. You can source while you travel. You can prep while you travel, take your stuff sure. with you. So yeah. that's kind of what we're looking for. And we're just looking to, you know, maybe generate a couple, two, three grand a month. And and I think refunds can do that for us. Oh, absolutely. It can. Absolutely. It can. And we but, can do it wherever we're at. That's right. Yeah. Just take a slightly bigger car than you were planning on. So you got room for your, your prep stuff and anything you have to take with you overnight if you hit the road. And, you know, this is really is the perfect RV lifestyle business. Mm-hmm. really is. And Good that's kind of what we were looking for. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll probably phase out of the physical worm business at some point in time. I'm, I'm not ready to retire yet. We're, we're both about 65 yeah. and, uh, but you know, we're, we're looking to slow down a little bit. I'm, I don't want employees. I, I don't want the responsibility of them, you know, and, and I'm not looking to build a million dollar business. I just, you know, just, just something that we can do, give us, give us something to do in our spare time and generate a little extra money, to help with retirement. And you've certainly got that and, and more. And I would just encourage you a little bit. And, you know, of course you're going to make your own decisions. You're a businessman, you know, you know how the world works better than I do at this point. You've, you've been around a few years longer, but I do know one of the truths of business is if it's not growing, it's dying. So one of the things I would caution you against and just advice, not just for you, Richard, but for anyone is at the point where it feels like a little bit much and you're kind of like, ah, let's just cap it off here. Instead, consider handing off some of it to somebody else, train someone how to source and find and make them a bit of a partner and bring them in. And that way, if you're sick or just want to take two months off or, you know, the business still has that momentum and it's still maintaining that stable income for you guys. Uh, and, and yeah, you- that's a possibility because, my daughter has expressed a little bit of interest, so um, yeah, possibly bring her in. I could yeah. use the help. Exactly, you definitely could use the help, and and you know life has its seasons and changes, and and that way you're prepared for it, and it's not a sudden full stop, if and when you know something were to change, with the time you have, or you know who knows, life can hit us with all kinds of crazy stuff. So, it, but once you've got it, so, something that's being run by a team, that's an asset that can be sold, and even sure. to you can sell it to the team. We, I was just talking about that on a podcast episode that hasn't been published yet as of now, but with another guest, he's looked into it and the replen business model is very much a sellable business. You can sell it to your team and they can pay you over time to take it over, but you got to have a team for that to happen. So just, you know, encourage you be thinking team, you know, over the next. Yeah, and, and you know, years. Jimmy's course goes into a lot of that. I, I'm sure. pretty impressed with the uh, quality of that course. Uh, you know, he pretty much covers all of that, you know, and, 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 and how, how to, to build up to having a team and, and, mm-hmm. and pretty much everything that's required. I, I really impressed with the replant scores. Yeah, it's, it is phenomenal. It, it's a really solid course that came along at the right time in our community. And, and we were positioned very well to take advantage of it too, because we've always been a community that says, Hey, show me the low hanging fruit. We don't want to spend six, eight months just learning a process. And then hopefully after spending tens of thousands of dollars, it starts to pay off. That's not what we teach. We're not excited about that model. We're excited about, let's start putting money in the bank like next week type of opportunities. And let's exactly let's scale it. Let's make it something that's scalable. And if you want to really do it the lazy way, don't leave your computer. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to. You don't to. have to go to the store and take pictures. Just just open up the PC and, and have at it. That's right. So what percentage of your sourcing is done just sitting online? You know, I don't hardly buy anything online. I picked the stores that are around me when I was sourcing that had mm-hmm. websites. And and I pretty much buy in the store. Not to say that I don't buy some online. Some of it I do just because it's easier. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty much sourcing in stores. I just picked stores that were around me. And they're, they're big name stores. Everybody has them. Yeah, sure, so they're course. not they're not regional stores; they're national stores, and yeah, everybody's got them. 
Yeah. I was in a conversation just a few days ago on the, uh, in our, in our Facebook group, we're coming up on 64,000 members. There's a link to it at silentgym.com free Facebook group. But someone was talking about, they were having a hard time finding profitable product. And I was making the point, Richard, that you could drop me into any store in the United States. If they've got shelves and barcodes, I don't care what the product is. If they've got shelves and barcodes, they've got different products around with name brands. It doesn't matter if you've heard of them or not before. I'm not saying recognized name brand. I'm saying branded products with barcodes, not a farmer's market where they're selling cans of, you know, whatever without a barcode on it. Mm-hmm. That's not what replens is about. I'm talking barcodes and shelves. I can find within half an hour or so, 15 to 20 replens. I wouldn't Maybe doubt not quite that, that many, but I wouldn't easily, doubt that. easily 10, easily. And I'm talking, when I say a replant, it's a product that I can send in and I'm going to make at least a 40% ROI and at least three to $5 per sale. And it's going to sell at a reasonable clip per month, a good handful, basically 10, 20, 50, $200 a month income streams right there on the shelf all around you. Mm-hmm. Once you see it, would you agree with that? Yes. And, and that's why you got to look at your uh, ASINs too, is they're an income stream. Everyone you find that's is right. an income stream. That's right. You just find a little income stream. Some of them are five bucks a month. You'll sell one a month and make five bucks. Yeah. Others. I really don't have a problem with something that sells two or three a month. You know, I can keep up to that. Yeah. You know, as, as long as it's steady, I I don't have any problem stocking three a month or something. As long as I'm making money on it. It really does remind me, Richard, I haven't used this illustration in a while, but one of the first businesses I had when I was hustling, we only had one kid at the time and he was in a stroller and I was trying to fill my free time with some extra cash was vending machines. And I would go to restaurants, barbershops, you know, different storefronts that had walk by traffic and go to the manager and say, Hey, could I leave this machine in your entryway and just come by and keep it full as a service to your customers? It was pretty easy to get people to say yes. The challenge with that model is coins get stuck things get broke. The manager complained, they'll put a big sign that says out of order on it when it's not out of order. And you'll go by and, you know, frustration thinking you're going to go pick up 50 bucks and there's nothing in it. Uh, so I'm not recommending that model to anybody, but what I am comparing is each ASIN is kind of like a little vending machine that's been planted because the magic of that business model, as I soon discovered is if the first month that machine gives me $30, I know the next month it's going to give me $30 again. I mean, within 50 cents or so, it was ridiculously predictable. Before I opened that machine, I knew how much money was in it. Not because I was looking at how empty it was, but because I knew every month it was going to have a certain amount of activity, people walking past it, a certain number of people were going to buy. And that's what these ASINs are. They're just, they're predictable. Mm-hmm. You know what you get. That's getting. what I like about it. It's, it's very and, predictable. And the replans model can really bail you out too, because I, I, I took the replans course and I got all excited in December and I'm sending product like crazy. Well, December 23rd, I get an email from Amazon that my IPI is too low and they're going to cut my storage to 42 cubic feet the 1st of February. Now I've like got all this product and I'm like, oh, now what? My IPI was 335 and this is the 23rd of December. So towards the end of January, I've got like 60 cubic feet in at the warehouse and I've got to get down to 42. And so I'm not sending any product because I don't want to pay the $10 a foot, but worse than paying the $10 a foot storage fee is you can't send shipments if you're over your storage limit. Right. So I'm thinking, well, what am I going to do? So I, so I quit sending product and, and trying to sell stuff down. And uh, you've got till week five to, to get your IPI up. And week five come out, my IPI hit 461. From from three thirty five in the end of December. Wow, that's phenomenal. That's a great story. So you raised your IPI over hundred points, which is for those who don't know, that's it's like a quality score that Amazon gives you on several factors. Customer satisfaction is in there, but one of them is is your stuff selling or not. Yeah. If it's just sitting there, like hey, we don't want you sending any more stuff that's just going to sit here, right? So the velocity of replens, you can easily pick the ones that have a nice high velocity. So it sounds to me like you were picking high velocity ASINs. Just by accident. Yeah, that's awesome. So give me, what kind of ASINs were you selling there? You know, you, you said it was- It was grocery groceries, items. But how many times per month was your average item selling? Just to give us an idea. 
You know, I don't know because it'd sell out so quick. I, I couldn't buy enough of it. But just for example, I was selling some drink mix that I'd send in like 30 at a time and I'd be gone in a day. My sell through was less than one when I started and it hit a high of 6.9 in in January sometime or February, early February sometime. It's since gone down because I've, I've, I've kind of changed what I'm, my pricing and stuff, what I'm doing a little bit. But yeah, uh, yeah my IPI now is 583. I just checked it today. So oh, I've gone tremendous. from 335 the end of December to 583 today. That's fantastic. Yeah, it is. So it's, it's a good way to bail your account out if you're in trouble. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, selling a little bit of a bunch of different high-velocity items. Yeah. yeah. Have and you I never worried any... about it much when yeah. I was selling my wholesale item because they were giving me 200 cubic feet. Mm -hmm. But they've changed that. And I was limited storage. Right. But now they're really making it punitive. I mean, 42 cubic feet, you can't operate a business on that. Right, right. They want to see, they want your IPI score to stay up above. Uh, what is it? I think 450 is the magic number where things start yeah, it is. getting a little dicey. But you can always sell FBM and, and kind of earn it back over time too. It's not like it's game over, but you'll have to do some of the shipping yourself. It takes the FBA con convenience out of the equation. Um, but I'm curious, of these ASINs that you found, have you kind of have you had any that you really regretted that you sent in let's say 20 or whatever and they just sat there and you know what's the worst case scenario for one of these asins for you so far i haven't had anything that doesn't sell because most of my buys are chest buys you know so i had you know i was selling two i was sending in two and four initially you know and then obviously you know you learn what sells really really fast so you send more of that and all the stuff that I just sent test buys in, it maybe has moved slower, but it's all moved. I really don't have anything that I would eliminate as of right now. And it's amazing. You know, some sells 300 a month, some sells two a month, but, you know, everything else is in between that. Yeah. Yeah. So what are your parameters when you, you mentioned you were looking, you use Keepa and RevSeller, which is what we recommend. We'll stick links to both of those in the show notes, guys, so you can jump over and grab them. Keepa we've probably sent more people to use that app than any other community. <laughs> and I've, I think I've made like $30 in affiliate commission from it. I, I really should dial that in because we've sent them thousands of users. Uh, but we just love that tool. But I'm curious when you use Keepa and you're evaluating product, you've seen it has been like, what are the parameters that you're using? What are you looking for, for a winner versus a loser? I look at a whole year's sales, make sure it's selling year-round, and it's okay if it's a little seasonal, but I want something that's got sales through the whole year. And that's I look for something that's... The green line's bouncing up and down for a full yeah. year. It doesn't just kind of flatline up and go for six months and then start selling again right before Christmas and then flatline again. It's bouncing up and down all year, meaning every you know rank is changing frequently, not just cruising up and kind of drifting into no one sees it land. Yeah, I prefer something that's sold like six times in the last three months. More, obviously, if you can find it, but, but at least six times. I, I won't hardly touch anything if it's not selling six times in mm -hmm. three months. I prefer the FBA sellers to go down, but if it's really fast-moving product, I'll probably jump on anyway. Yeah, even, even if, if there's an down. increasing number, because one of the things Keep It tells you is how many people at any given time were selling that product. So one of our products, I think the one that has the most sellers on it with us right now has 40 or 50 other sellers on it with us. What, what's your most crowded ASIN, if you would, with other sellers? Maybe on 35, mm -hmm. but man, that product sells. Yeah, it, uh, it just flies. What's your, yeah, what's your you ROI? Just, you just get your share every day. Yeah, what's your ROI on that one, By the, if you know offhand? Uh, it keeps going down. They're, they're tanking the price on it. When there's a lot uh, I've noticed here in the last couple of weeks that the price has gone down on a lot of products. Mm -hmm. You know, and I try to start out with 50% ROI at least. Minimum. Yeah, and, and a lot of them are more than that. But, sure. you know, but the price does go down. And, and it seems like the last couple of weeks, I suppose sales are slowing a little bit because the fourth quarter rush is kind of off a little bit, you know, and, and people are taking the price down. But my ROI is still running like 70, 80% overall. Yeah, that's phenomenal. That's great. Yeah, those are but really that good being numbers. said, I was a little bit surprised because January, my uh, you know, my ROI was like 
between 70 and 80 percent, but only made like uh, 18 percent of my sales. You know, I don't know if that's a good number or not. Didn't didn't seem like a good number. Your margin? Yeah, in, my margin. In inventory lab? Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, ROI and, and margin are two very different animals. Yeah, sure. yeah, I know they are, but I, I just thought that the margin would be higher than, but I was shipping a lot of product. There was a lot of shipping charges and stuff. And right. I know that. Right. Like, and as that stuff sells, you know, you've got a lot sitting in inventory and you, you're start as you said, you're focused on, you know, the, the Pareto principle, you focus on slowly that 20% that's bringing you 80% of your results and you kind of eliminate that lower 80% of your products that's, you know, not contributing as much. You know, those are the ones that are on the chopping block at any given time. And that top 20%, you you try to keep them in stock and keep them rocking and add to that list. But the, the 80% of your products at any given time are going to kind of be in that, uh, are we too excited about this or not? I'm not sure because this top 20 are the way we're killing it. That's where you want to keep your focus. And I've, I've heard people that literally chop out the bottom 80% from time to time and just focus on, you know, just the top 20 so we can make sure we're completely optimizing on all those yeah, instead of spinning sense. our wheels on some of the lower margin product that, you know, takes a lot of work. And once it's all said and done, we made 50 cents, but when we could have been making sure that we're staying in stock on our top performing products, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I have that to learn yet. I'm pretty new to this. As yeah. As I mean, you're only a couple months seven. in, but you had a, was it, you said 20 K you sold 20 K in January. I mean, that's phenomenal. How many businesses out there month two, <laughs> you're selling yeah. 20 grand a product and making a nice profit doing it. And now you're just talking about fine tuning the system and building it up. Uh, so well done. That's a great story. I'm running about on a 15 K for February. So, so between four and 600 a day. Some of that was a, a little bit of a lag from not shipping product towards the end of January because of my storage issues. So I, I had a, First week of February, we're not. I didn't have near enough product in. Yeah, here so, we are. We're about two thirds through February, and you're at about fifteen. So you'll end up over twenty, I'm guessing, with the numbers you're sharing. So no, I no, I'm on a fifteen k pace. I I don't. Oh, I'm not going to make k pace. I thought you were fifteen k already. Okay, so it slowed down a little bit for you this month. Yeah, you're building your systems, and you've definitely got a profitable business. There's no question about that. And it, it definitely meets the parameters of what you guys are wanting for this next stage of life. The flexibility. Perfect. Yeah. You're only going to get better at it from here. Beautiful. Well, do you have any tips or strategies, Richard, that you'd like to share with the community who's going to be listening to this episode? Anything you might say to maybe someone who's you know, brand new, never actually sold on Amazon, or, or maybe someone who's doing the business already? Just share a few just tips start. or strategies. Just start. Get started. Yeah, just start. You know, it, it's not the most complicated thing in the world, and 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 it's a little bit complicated to get your Amazon account up and, and start it and stuff. And and I had a little advantage there because even though I, I wasn't pursuing it a lot, you know, I knew how to prep product and ship product and 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 I had my account already established and stuff. You know, so if you're a newbie, you know, you have all that extra work on top, but uh, it's, it's certainly doable for anybody. Yeah, I, I would completely agree. And we've got 12 year olds work in the business with their parents, kids even younger than that. We've got people, you know, well into their retirement years hitting this as a, as a great income business. It's, it's not rocket science. You don't need to learn anything. There's new, no new technical skills involved. It's a matter of, are you willing to do the work? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it is work. You got to feed the beast. Yeah. You got to keep, I, I prefer to say fuel the machine, but yeah, I know exactly what you're saying, man, because you take, you're like, ah, I'm just going to kind of let it go for a couple of weeks and see what happens. Well, you're going to see that little dip about six weeks from now where nothing went in <laughs> and you're going to feel it. Uh, is that yeah. And that's what I'm experiencing here in February because of my storage issues. Cause I didn't ship much for the last 10 days of January trying to get my storage down. So yeah, exactly. You'll, you'll feel the way you'll feel the way to that. Are you doing any FBM? Are you shipping any of the products directly to the customers yourself? Nothing. It's all FBA. Nothing. I've never shipped an FBA product since I've been on Amazon. Yeah. I'm, I'm not bragging. I just never have. Yeah. Oh, it's just so much, it's just so much cleaner just to do it that way. We've got a few products that we're, we FBM just as a, something you might consider. If you've got a super hot selling product and it's just hard to keep in stock. And when you send it to Amazon, it takes them, you know, a month to check it in. So you're sitting at zero all the time. You're bouncing from like crazy sales to zero for a few days, mm -hmm. crazy sales to zero for a few days. 
might consider FBM on some of those since you're set up to do some shipping anyway. Just try yeah, it. I actually found one of those when I was when I was looking for replans. I actually found a product that was selling like crazy. Yeah. That I can make a hundred bucks on. It was like a three hundred dollar product. Yeah. I can make a hundred bucks on it if I FBM'd it. And yeah. that's what I'm, I'm talking so about. So busy with the other stuff, I never. As long as it's not fragile, it. you know. If it's super fragile, I'd rather have Amazon take the hit if they break it in shipping because you don't get the same grace from Amazon. If they if they break it after it's in their warehouse, you can get reimbursed. You break it, the customer says, "Oh, I received this damage." That a lot more of that's on you. Yeah. So in that price range, use caution, but still, it's better than sitting at zero if you can sell a bunch yeah, of yeah, exactly. Right. So you can list for those who don't know, and I'm not sure if you realize this or not, Richard. I imagine you you realize this, but you can sell on the same ASIN. You can sell both FBA and FBM. You'll appear on there twice with two different prices. So you can sell on the same ASIN, FBA and Merchant fulfill, meaning really? either shipping from Amazon or it's shipping from your garage at two. I'd have times. to learn how to do it. I'm not kidding you. I've, I've never sold anything up. You, know. you can figure it out. It's not complicated. If you've done eBay, you can figure it out. <laughs> do you? Uh, but it, so we won't dive into those weeds, but it's easily done, and yeah. uh, and that gives you a little buffer. Like you know, we were saying before, if you're just waiting for Amazon to check it in, and as soon as it gets checked in, it's selling out. Yeah, do some FBM, pick up some margin. You're not going to make as much margin typically because if you've used Rev Seller, you'll see most of the time it makes more sense to go FBA just from a pure, pure, what are the fees I'm going to pay and what are the customers willing to pay? Customers pay a premium. They pay significantly more for the convenience of knowing it's coming straight from Amazon. It's going to be on my porch Tuesday before noon. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sold versus on FBM, you know, what's going to take me a week. I don't know. It's coming from someone I don't know that only has like, you know, a small feedback rating or whatever. You don't have to worry about that. Um, so customers love FBA. Many buyers on Amazon only shop FBA, meaning they're using their Amazon Prime account. That's all they want to see. So this still frequently in our Facebook group, these kind of strategies. But you need you, I think you should try some of your top ASINs, and this is for the listeners too. If they're really moving fast, do a little bit of FBM. Check out your numbers and you know, throw a few items in a box and ship them straight to customers and see how that math works for you on your hottest products. Try that. Mm-hmm. It's worth a try on your highest, yeah. on your hottest moving high margin products. Give it a shot. Yeah. That's a good tip. What else you got for us, man? Just start. I love that one. Get going. And that's, that's yeah, a great yeah, one. If yeah. we left it right there. You know, that's where everybody gets stymied is they don't start, you know, got to take action. Yeah. Yeah. Two best times to start uh, in business. In five years. I learned that a long time ago in business. You know, mm-hmm. you don't do it. Nobody's going to do it for you. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But it's not a complex model. Well, I love, I love, I can tell you're just a no nonsense. I mean, yeah, I sell worms and yeah, make some money selling FBA too, you know, and this is what I do. This is who I am. And uh, very matter of fact, and I certainly appreciate that, man. I can tell you're a Midwestern guy. <laughs> that does. Freezing in the middle of winter out there in Iowa, one of the few places that's got a worse winter than I got here in Indiana. But uh, just a plain talk. You hadn't missed anything this year. What's that? You hadn't missed anything this year. It's been nasty. Yeah, I, that's that's why I hear. I've got, I was just on the phone with another good friend out that way in Iowa here a few days ago. Good dude. He and he'd come from Southern California, so he's <laughs> he's really questioning his life choices right now. I think, but but he was very excited to get out of Southern California. I'll tell you that too, for other reasons we won't go into, but. Um, well, Richard, it's been great hanging out with you, man. This is good stuff, and uh, I really appreciate your time, buddy. No problem. I got to meet the great Jim Cochran. Oh, I don't know about that, man. <laughs> Made the big time. No, just 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 a guy doing what God's called me to, man, and having a good time doing it and serving yeah. my wife, kids, and my customers, man. That's what I do. So it was a pleasure well, hanging out with you, though, buddy. Yeah, it was yeah. nice talking to you. Thank you, sir. I, I appreciate the recognition, I guess. Oh, it, it, it's a great story. I just... I sometimes have to pinch myself. This is my favorite part of my job, for sure. Just getting to see the success stories come in and inviting people onto the show. And they're like, sometimes they say, ah, I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. I'm like, that's okay. And sometimes like, yeah, sure, I'll tell my story. Great guys like you pop in here and you're going to inspire people. This will be the first podcast episode of ours that some people have ever heard. You're going to inspire them to action and other people are going to add this to their list of all-time favorites. <laughs> so, you know, you just, you never know who you're going to resonate with. That's why I like all different backgrounds and different styles and uh, just, it's a phenomenal gig, but 
Well, I would definitely recommend replans for anybody because it, it just makes sense. Thank you. And it works. Yeah. Yeah. It, it absolutely does. We've got, we're coming up on a thousand recent success stories. So that's hard to argue with. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's in our Facebook group. That's just people jumping in and posting, Hey guys, look what's happening now. I started a few weeks ago. Check out my numbers. And we catalog those and we tag them all. So you can scroll through them in order and see all the success stories popping in. You know, we're onto something for sure. This strategy works and it's not about scanning barcodes at all. At no point during this discussion did Richard say, yeah, I scan a bunch of barcodes and look for something that's good. Right. I never scan any barcodes, <laughs> you know, and that's what I used to do. You right, know, sure. I, I was a, I was a book buyer, you know, that's all yeah. I did was, was, was scan books. Yeah. I mean, that was the gig. There's a stack yeah. of a thousand books, scan a thousand barcodes, right? I've got a scanner. I think I'm going to throw it away. <laughs> Sell I just it need to eBay. learn how to type better. <laughs> Sell it on eBay. No, you know, and I, to be honest, I mean, you know, there's still, I was talking to another couple, I've mentioned a couple of times now that said they scan barcodes religiously and spend three to $4,000 a day and earn five to sell five to $6,000 a day on Amazon. And that's their strategy. I'm like, hey, more power to you. You've got it dialed in. There's a lot of ways to make money on this animal, but it doesn't have to be standing in a store scanning barcodes. You can find repeat profitable products. And with their model, they're finding a handful of winners at a time and selling them. And they're off to look for the next, you know, it's an East, constant Easter egg hunt. The model Richard and I have been talking about today, he's had 150 or so. Now he's up to 250 or so repeat profitable products. And it's just a matter of getting out there and shopping and getting them into Amazon. Right. And the ROI is great. It's just a slower paced business. It's a good side gig for a guy who wants to sell worms and travel with his wife when she retires. Right. <laughs> exactly. You know what you're going to get, you know, you put in X amount of effort, you're going to get Y amount of results every time. You're never going to have a day where you spent the day scanning a thousand books and found three winners. And you're wondering, yeah. questioning your life choices, you know, <laughs> what am exactly. I doing? Right. You're never going to have that day. Uh, because it's a very predictable model. But All right, Richard, well, I'm going to talk to the uh, listeners for just a second as we wrap this one up. And you've been an awesome guest. I, I sure, certainly appreciate it. But to the listeners too, I hope you enjoyed this. Just a, another real person hanging out on the Silent Sales Machine radio program and telling his story. And if you want to hang out with about 64,000 other people like Richard who are using the internet creatively to launch and grow multiple income streams, that's what we do. Go to silentgym.com, look for the Facebook link. That's where we hang out. If you want to get updates when we have new episodes or big announcements, it's, we don't pitch anything. Maybe once every two or three months, we'll let you know that there's a course launching or something. But for the most part, our update list is just for announcements about new podcast episodes or new free trainings that we're offering online. Go to silentgym.com updates and download the Telegram app. You'll get alerts from us. And if you don't like it, turn it off, delete the app. But I think you'll really like it. A lot of people are because email can be unreliable. We do have an email list as well at that same site. But I just want to say thanks for hanging out with Richard and I. I think he was a delightful guy. I hope to get to meet him in person sometime. Maybe when he's traveling with his wife, retired in his RV, running his replan business, who knows, but I hope our paths cross. And you business building warrior, I'd love to meet you as well. Thanks for sharing some time with us today. I'll have another great episode again for you real soon. Until then, God bless. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentGym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.